nothing left of me. And even now, after I had found the strength to leave him, I still feel part of him owns me. Every day, I'm getting stronger and slowly opening myself back up to love. I thought he ruined me. He manipulated me to believe I only deserve a love that can get taken at any moment. The fucked up kind of love where you feel hated, but you still let him have your heart. He was like drinking poison, a poison I was addicted to. But I've become sober, and now I'm learning that I am lovable. And that love is gentle, beautiful, and soft. I deserve this. Chapter 5. Accepting breadcrumbs will only leave a constant growl in your belly. We hear a lot of stories of unhealthy relationships, but no one talks about dating after your mind has been brainwashed by toxic love. It's not only overwhelming to get back into the dating scene again, but also your standards have been lowered so much from accepting toxicity that you will truly accept breadcrumbs from any man next in line. That's exactly what I found myself doing. Accepting breadcrumbs and putting those breadcrumbs on a pedestal thinking they were the best thing ever. I mean, I guess it was better than being completely starved. The first man I dated after my breakup with my ex taught me a lot of lessons about what I needed to clear up in order to find the man of my dreams. Honestly, I had not given myself enough time to heal and be single, which became very evident the further our relationship progressed. I was still heartbroken and still wishing it would have worked out with my ex in some weird, messed up way. I feel like I still belong to him. My heart ached for him. I feel like I had an actual addiction to that man, and getting sober from his love was the hardest thing I had ever done. But I also had this side of me who wanted to get back out there, to move on, to find something new. I was tired of feeling down and heartbroken. I wanted to feel radiant and desired again. The relationships afterward helped me heal and evolve in ways I couldn't have completely done on my own. They tested me. They showed me parts of me I wasn't happy with ugly parts. They opened up layers in me that had to shift in order to expand into the woman I wanted to be. The very first relationship post-breakup was a man I had met, you guessed it, at the gym. Here is where the new era of dating and reinventing myself begins. It was a chilly, cold autumn night. A couple months after settling into my new place, I was learning how to spend time alone and occupy myself. I was so used to having someone there at night, and now I had this big, empty void to fill. 
In an effort to avoid loneliness, I spent a lot of nights deepening my connection to my higher self and working toward healing my broken heart. Most nights were spent meditating, doing yoga, journaling endlessly, and reading romantic novels. I had recently started playing with little love and money rituals. The money rituals were working out great. In fact, so much so that I was on the cusp of hitting my biggest milestone ever in my business, six figures, in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. I couldn't believe it. Heartbreak was hard, but business became my escape, and it felt like I was shifting my identity in so many ways since leaving my ex. I was becoming more abundant, more confident, and learning how to take up space for the first time in my life. I was my most powerful self ever in my business and with making money. I felt on top of the world in that area. But dating was a whole other story. I wanted to find the one. I wanted to be in a relationship with someone who was healthy and could distract me from going through this very long heartbreak. I started playing with these witchy rituals in the context of love. I thought I was ready to manifest my soulmate, although every bone in my body still felt like Jason was supposed to be my soulmate and that I had lost that. I lit a candle, gathered rose quartz crystals, some flowers from the bouquet on my kitchen table, and wrote a list of qualities I desired in a man. I started calling this, thanks to a colleague who gave me this idea, my soulmate stew. I wrote a list of everything my ex lacked and what I would find attractive and safe in my next relationship. I was completely detached from anything actually happening during this ritual. In fact, the thought of going out with another man seemed so intimidating and very scary. I was kind of hoping it wouldn't happen. Even the thought of meeting my soulmate felt wrong. I knew I wasn't ready, but hey, if the universe wanted to deliver it to me now, who would I be to stand in the way of that? Because of my detached energy... Not even 24 hours later, I had a message on Instagram from a man I had a few conversations with at the gym, asking me out on a date. My heart fluttered and I couldn't tell if I was nervous or excited. I secretly had a crush on this man for a couple of years, but we were both in relationships, so I just kept it in. This was my very first date in so long. I didn't know how to act. In fact, last time I was dating, I felt like a young girl. Now in my late 20s and having gone through so much, I felt I didn't know how to date or what standard I should hold. It felt like I was starting a new job with no prior work experience. But this man was hot. He was a bodybuilder, very muscular, had a sleeve of tattoos, and from the few friendly conversations we had, he seemed nice. He came to my door the next evening to pick me up for our date with a fresh bouquet of flowers in hand. My heart was pounding out of my chest as I thanked him for the flowers. He held every door open for me. He paid the bill. For the first time ever, I felt courted and romanced. 
He was one of the first men ever to provide chivalry. Prior to this date, I don't even know that I'd ever really experienced that. After the first date, I was swooning. He sent me good morning texts, called me, and planned our future dates. We flirted in the gym. I couldn't wipe this smile off of my face. I was glowing. It felt so good to be desired like this. We spent the next several weeks dating, flirting, and getting to know each other. Things moved quickly. Before I knew it, I felt like I had my ex completely out of my system. In the couple of months following, we had some big things happen. We celebrated my first six-figure milestone together in a fancy hotel suite, drinking champagne. It was my idea. I wanted to do something big and special for myself, and the thought of having companionship felt good. I was so nervous to ask him along, worried he would reject it or think it was silly. Thankfully, I was wrong, and he was willing to come along. I booked the hotel and made reservations for a nice dinner and had the bottle of Veuve Champagne waiting. We ordered beautiful entrees, clinked glasses in celebration, and ended the night having hot sex in the clawfoot tub. I ignored the little feelings creeping in that alone time with him, when we weren't having sex, was kind of awkward. I felt held in the dating side, but I wasn't sure there was too much of an emotional connection. Maybe that just came with time. He was also along for the journey when I picked up my brand new BMW that I had purchased to celebrate my business milestone. It was the car I had on my first ever vision board, a brand new white BMW with brown leather interior. As I drove it off the lot that day, he told me I looked happy driving it. I also met his friends at a Halloween party had taken me to, although as soon as we entered the party, he left me alone. I felt ignored and wondered if he was embarrassed to have me along with him. But that night, after many glasses of alcohol, he told me he was falling in love with me, so I chose to ignore the feelings I had at the party. I was probably just being insecure anyways. We started seeing each other frequently and our evenings were filled with dinner dates, sex, and cuddling. I love that he took me out. It was something I didn't have much of in the past relationship. It felt good to be shown off. The sex was spicy and hot, just the right amount of naughty and nice. I finally got my sex drive back. Sex started becoming a chore, forced, going through the motions with my ex. In this new relationship, we played well together. It was fun and exciting, and most importantly, it felt safe. He prioritized my pleasure, and it felt good to be taken care of. I was on cloud nine again. I felt desired, romanced, and wanted. It felt so good. But with each passing week, the wounds from my past began to haunt me. What was exciting quickly turned to major anxiety. It felt like stress was running through my body at all times, but it was a much different type of stress. I was panicked for no reason. Constantly, my mind went into a spiral of emotions, wondering why he had not texted me yet or if he still liked me. 
every lag in between text conversations felt restless. On the days I didn't see him, I felt uncertain, insecure, and doubtful. I was waiting by my phone for him. I arranged plans so I could see him. It felt like it would pretty much move anything around just to be with him. I wanted to know what he was thinking. It was like I needed to know what the future held for me to feel at peace. I couldn't stand not knowing where we stood. I couldn't relax. It was hard to think about anything else. He told me the things I wanted to hear, like he was falling in love with me or mentioning moving in with him someday, but I didn't actually feel that. After the initial high of winning me over, his little romantic gestures slowly dissipated. Our evening restaurant dates started to become 9 p.m. Netflix and chill nights followed by sex. The good morning beautiful texts stopped coming in altogether. Our conversations lacked depth, and when I tried to go there, he pushed it away. We went from spending three to four nights a week together to one to two nights a week. I felt like a complete mess. I wanted more. I wanted the version of him he was when I first met him. I wanted to feel peace in my body. What was I doing wrong? Should I try harder? Do I need to give him more space? What happened for him to slowly turn off the dial to chivalry? Bodybuilding man was handsome, sexy, and laid back. But as the initial high of the chase wore off, I realized there wasn't much else other than him being hot. I was so willing and ready to just jump into things with him that I didn't slow down enough to ask myself if there was even anything there. I didn't think of myself and my desires in our short love affair. I was so preoccupied with making him happy and being enough for him, I forgot that I was the prize. I said yes to seeing him less when he told me he was busy. I said yes to the Netflix and chill nights. I happily changed my plans around so I could see him. I understood when he canceled at the last minute. I waited around for him. I was openly accepting his measly crumbs as the whole cake. I lowered my standards, my boundaries, and my desires to fit in to his world. Deep down, I knew we wouldn't last. I knew something big was missing. And even more than that, I knew I was settling for a mediocre and underwhelming relationship. But it was so easy to avoid that feeling because then I wouldn't have to be alone. I wanted to dodge loneliness at all costs. And for that, I was willing to settle for something less, something I knew wasn't for me. And then, bodybuilding man did the most cowardly and breadcrummy thing a man can do and broke up with me over a text message. A little piece of me, a tiny piece, felt relieved because now I wouldn't have to be the one to leave. I knew it was for me and part of the divine plan, but it did not keep me from feeling deeply hurt. My heart broke for the second time that year. I felt rejected and fragile. 
I didn't feel good enough, especially because he didn't have the decency to say it to my face, or at least over a phone call. I felt unlovable. At least my toxic ex fought for me so much, I had to literally block him to stay away. Bodybuilding man just discarded me like I was a used napkin. This relationship was the next turning point for me. His addition to my soulmate stew equation was, we are no longer in the market of proving ourselves to men nor chasing men. I realized I had a lot of healing to do on myself. I didn't know how heavy my codependency and anxious attachment kept me from forming a deep relationship with someone and from setting high standards. I felt like Jason had completely ruined me, that I would never be able to heal from the damage he caused me. The night bodybuilding man broke up with me, I made a decision. From now on, I was going to either be the one or the one who got away. And from now on, I am only accepting the whole damn cake. I don't even want a slice of the cake. I want it all. I ended 2020 completely alone. It was the first Christmas I had since my early 20s where I was completely uncuffed. Here's the thing about loneliness. When you're experiencing it, it feels like a disease of the mind. You feel completely alone in the world. You feel like no one understands what you're going through. You feel like you don't matter to anyone that you're unlovable, casted away, discarded. I felt so done with dating. For the first time, I had completely lost hope of any future relationship. I felt too damaged to be loved again and too hurt to ever trust someone again. But with dark times comes major transformation. By January, I had picked myself up signed up for a year-long six-figure coaching mastermind with my dream mentor and had decided that this year I would date myself. I made a vow that I would find my independence, heal my codependency, and find peace and happiness in being single. I was ready to become the woman of my dreams. I wanted to date and live from overflow. But in order to make that happen, I had to be in overflow. My next mission, have a line of men knocking at my door ready to romance me and allow myself to be the luxurious woman that I was. And I will leave you these words. Question if he is right for you more than you question if you are right for him. Thank you for listening to this chapter. In this chapter of the Emily Diaries, I shared with you how I knew very little about setting standards and dating men like I was the prize. I had always put men first. I rearranged my schedule, waited by the phone, and constantly asked myself what I was doing wrong if I wasn't receiving the validation that I desired. If you're currently relating to the breadcrumb diaries, I highly recommend you check out my mini course, Date Like a Goddess, where I guide you into dating from overflow, 
healing codependency, and learning how to become the prize in dating. I even have a training on flirtation. Or better yet, hop into the membership where you'll get access to all courses, plus new courses, surrounding dating, money, manifestation, and business. Links are below in the show notes for you. I hope to see you inside.